If you've shied away from collaborating with businesses in your industry, then listen into this episode for reasons why you need to consider collaborating with businesses and brands in the same space as yours. Welcome to the Created Creative Podcast, where you get business tips for your creative hustle and learn how to use marketing and branding to help you create and grow an authentic brand. With me, your host, Anisu Chukumba. Collaboration speaks to moving forward together. No one wins if everyone doesn't win. And it shows that you have community around your brand and you aren't working in isolation. So while people tend to only collaborate with people that are in different industries, there really are some benefits to collaborating with people that are in the same industry as yours, right? And I mean, I get it. You might be scared that they will take from your business, um, see how you do things, take your ideas, um, take from you, take from your clients, right? But I think this also really just speaks to mindset and your perspective on things. Um, Due to the nature of the space that I work in, I do get insight into a lot of businesses. And if you really take time to understand um, targeting and the segmenting aspect of target marketing, then you'll actually see that not everyone really not not everyone is your competitor in that way, right? So for example, you might be in the same industry with similar product offerings, but then you realize that maybe your competitor wants to serve um kids, for example, while you maybe want to serve adults. That's actually something that happened with a client of mine. Um, but they actually took time to understand their business and to understand each other's businesses actually because they were interacting often right um and it was good to actually go go through that process see where the similarities were see where the the differences were and that actually helped in seeing where they could come together and collaborate um because the minute that you actually understand what the similarities are and what the differences are it gives room for you to know what you want to talk about and what you don't want to talk about, right? Having a conversation with someone doesn't mean that you have to tell them your whole life story and tell them every single detail about your business and where, you, and where you've come from, where you want to go and all of this, right? You can actually be selective in what you share. You can be selective in, um, in how much they see in your business um, you can be selective surrounding um, who they can interact with in your business as well, right? Um, you can set boundaries in the same way that I hope you're setting boundaries in your personal life. You can do the same in your business. It's a thing that you can do, but you have to be very intentional. Okay, so um, mindset. <laughs> I was getting into how that speaks to mindset, but success is not a zero-sum game. That essentially means that there isn't only room for one at the top, right? It's not that one person can win. We can all win together. We can all make it to the top. And to be honest, my view on this is that if you're working together, then you can actually probably make it there a lot quicker than you would by yourself. Um, So when you publicly show that you are working with a brand, I'm changing gears here, 
But when you publicly show that you're working together, right, it impacts your brand perception, which is how people view you, um, how your customers think about you, right? So think about this like someone you trust and possibly even think highly of, a friend of yours, introducing you to another person. And let's call this person they've introduced you to, Tim, right? So if you saw your friend and Tim together a couple of times and then you saw your trusted friend speak to them or refer to Tim in a positive way, then you'll start to think that they do trust Tim, right? And if you were to see Tim alone, you'd probably think, oh, that's Tim. I know him through XYZ person through my friend, right? Through your friend, your friend. Um, but that's association, right? When you see Tim, if you haven't fully established a relationship with him, you probably continue to think about your friend as well, right? So that's association. And there really are a lot of quotes like birds of the same feather flock together, concepts and theories like groupthink, herd mentality, mob mentality, um, that basically point to the notion that people with similar interests tend to form groups and tend to behave in similar ways. That's a natural thing, right? I mean, if you take time to actually see your friends, see the people that you hang around, see the people that you try to befriend, um, you will see that you probably had a shared interest that drew you to them or that you then built your relationship around and built it off, right? Um, so we tend to befriend people that have shared values and shared interests. And because we behave in that way, we then assume the same for other people, right? So if you see a friend of yours with another friend, you assume that they have shared values and you assume that they have shared interests, that there's a reason why they are continuously spending time with this person or continuously choosing to engage with this person, right? And because we know that information, um, we can actually play to it, right? So marketing, branding, all of this is taking time to understand the person that you want to serve taking time to understand how they view their problem, the thing that you want to help them solve, and then playing to that. Um, it's essentially meeting a person halfway, right? Um, communication is sharing a message, right? Saying what you want to say. But effective communication actually involves the other person understanding what it is you want to say. So because of the nature of marketing, let's say if you're marketing through digital platforms, you don't necessarily get the opportunity to engage each person on an individual lesson to make sure that they've understood what you want them, what you wanted to say, right? You don't have the same opportunity that you would in a personal or in a one-to-one -one conversation where you can make sure and be like, okay, do you understand what I'm saying? And then they can say it back to you. So you want to really just make sure that you are speaking to them in ways that they understand, right? So you want to take time to actually know them. So um, I've digressed a little bit, but I'm actually just going to link a tool that I use um, with my clients um, to actually go deeper into target marketing. And this is something that 
yeah, I actually use with, with clients that come on for content planning sessions. They go through this form, they fill it in, and that will actually help them understand their target market better and what they need to actually be looking out for. But at the same time, help me help them better because it's all about the people that you want to serve at the end of the day when you're putting out marketing and when you're building your brand. So as we step back into the example that we had with your friend, your trusted friend and Tim, you will tend to believe that people behave in that way, right? And I mean, yes, we tend to befriend people that have shared values and shared interests, and that obviously doesn't always apply. Um, but for the sake of this example, we're just using what tends to be the norm, right? Just to illustrate how you can actually play to this and how you can use this in your own brand. So remember that you need to be conscious of how your target audience thinks about something. And something you want to think on is who you've associated yourself with in the past and how that's impacted your brand, right? It's like you actually see how this has worked in the past and see what you need to do and to improve going forward, right? And this applies to both personal and business brands, so as a person, who have you associated yourself with and how has that affected your career? How has that affected your friendships, your relationships? And which organizations have you worked with? And you want to answer the same thing. How has that affected your career, right? Has being associated with a certain organization helped you get better jobs, helped you get better I don't know, conversations, meetings for your business. You want to actually think about this, reflect on this a little bit and take note of it. Then as a founder, who have you partnered with and who have you associated yourself with allowed your business to be associated, um, to be associated with, right? Who have you allowed your business to be associated with? As a founder, when you get into agreements, when you work with other brands, when you choose a brand to supply your company with something, you are saying, okay, we trust these people, we work with them, in a way you're actually putting yourself out there alongside them, along with their business, right? Um, and then the big follow-up question on there is, has that had any implications on how the people you want to work with see you? So looking at how you've behaved and the future, essentially, right? Any associations, any past associations will impact your future associations, right? And you want to think about this in both a positive and a negative way. So are there people or organizations that you would like to partner with in the future? And how could they positively impact how people view you? How could they positively impact your brand perception? Then also just take it a step further if you're actually going through this and working through this. Take it a step further and take note of the level at which these brands are, right? So this is relative to your brand. So if they are entrants in a market that you've been in for a while, 
you actually being associated with them could show that you're an authority that isn't scared to help other brands. Um, and that is essentially now paving way for people, right? You're seen as an authority and you could be seen mentoring other brands. It, it points to you being an authority, right? Or if they're at the same level, um, then it could show that you actually care more about your mission to serve your target audience than you care about coming out at the top and being in competition with people. And if they are industry leaders in an industry that you've been struggling to break into, you actually being associated with them could show that you are credible. If they are publicly showing that they're working with you in some way, then people assume that they trust you, right? The industry leader trusts you as a brand that's coming into, new, into the market. Okay, so these are just examples and they're positive ones at that. But being aware of who is at the table and their position relative to yours can actually help you know what the advantages and disadvantages of being associated with of associating yourself with them could be. So while listening to this episode, if you've also been working through this or if you're just thinking through this, did you think of a personal brand or an organization that you would like to collaborate with? So have a listen to episode 10 for a four-step process to brand collaborations. That's a past episode that I did. Episode 10, I will link it in the description box. And if you would like to have a chat about how you could collaborate with other brands and where to get started, then please do reach out to me. This is something that I help both personal and business brands with and something that I've helped my clients with in the past. Um, so associations are a huge part of reputation building. And sometimes we overlook the fact that it's not just about who you publicly partner with, but who would have referred you? So that's why referrals and word of mouth always point to you having treated someone well, right? Because if a person mentioned you and referred someone to you, the assumption is that they've had a good enough experience, that they are now sending someone your way, and that that person will not then come back to them and have negative things to say, right? That's the assumption. Um, and I mean, obviously... This goes both ways in the same way in which if you were referring a friend, you probably tell them the good and the bad about your experience. And then the person can actually just make a decision on whether they then want to go to that company or not. Right. But the, the thing about it coming from a trusted friend is that you actually hold their views and opinions with a lot more weight than you would someone that you don't trust or someone that's just sitting in passing. If people trust the brand that you've chosen to work with, both personal and business, they will tend to trust you by association. And there are some other benefits um, as well, such as being exposed to a new audience that would not have otherwise known about you, right? Um, showing that you care more about your audience coming first. And... Yeah, your competitor really can be a good partner, but you want to make sure that you both understand the similarities and the differences in both 
your brands, right? You want to understand what's going on. What are they good at that you aren't? What are, what are you good at that they aren't, right? That can actually help you see um, the kind of conversations that you can engage in. You could actually take it as a space to learn from each other. But before you do all of that, understand who you're, who you're, who you're dealing with. Um, the similarities and the differences, again, will help you know how to navigate the conversations where you need to set boundaries. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Also, if you would like more information or would like to work with me, head on over to my website, www.thecreativecreative.com or email hello at thecreativecreative.com. Until next time.